Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience having helped hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Everyone, my name is Jason Gabrielli from HFM, and I'm here with my partner, Michael Pelosi. He focuses a lot on our 401k side of our business. So I brought him in to talk about target date funds. And whether you realize it or not, there's a good chance that if you're a participant in a 401k plan, you probably have a target date fund available to you. You may even be invested in it. In a lot of plans, the target date fund is actually the default option. So if you don't make a choice, you just decide that you want to start participating in the 401k plan and you start doing your percentage. If you don't pick an investment option, you end up typically with the target date fund. And the name of the fund takes a little bit of a different uh, flavor depending on the fund company. But what we see most often is that you're going to see a year in the name of the fund, like 2035, 2050, 2060, something like that. And what that year delineates is the year in which about that you're going to be 65 or, or plan to retire. And the point of these target date funds is that a manager actually manages it on your behalf, knowing that everybody that's in that target date fund has the same time horizon for retirement. Now, that said, you know, target date funds weren't always around. Um, you know, I know, Mike, you were telling me like when you have started out in the industry, it wasn't always target date funds, right? It was a lot different. Yeah, no, they were just individual funds that you had a lineup to choose from. And most of the lineups were for the individuals to pick the funds on their own, trying to determine what's the best risk tolerance, best, best asset allocation for their uh, individual situation. And they were mostly stocks, bonds, and some money market funds. And target date funds didn't really start to come into play maybe about 10 years ago is really when they took off. I remember back when, even when I started, a lot what a lot of people would do is they would just kind of look at what their neighbor had. They'd be like, oh, what, what are you using in your 401k? A little bit of T. Rowe Price Fund, a little bit of this. Um, because the reality is you know, your average American investor uh, doesn't really know what they're doing when it comes to investing. And so the industry came out with these target date funds that were kind of like set it and forget it. Really, the whole point of them was to make you broadly diversified, which means you know inside that one target date fund, you hold a lot of different types of asset classes. And a lot of times these funds are actually funds made up of other funds. So there might be 20 funds inside that one fund. So one of the things that we find when we do participant meetings uh, with 401ks that we manage is that people don't really understand how those are supposed to work, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So let's, let's take a step back. So when we, when we meet with the employees of uh, our 401k plans, a lot of times we'll hear certain questions. And the most common question that we always hear is, Mike, am I invested in the right fund? So we'll sit down, we'll take a 15-minute meeting with all our employees, and we'll look at the funds, and I'll ask them how they went about picking their funds. And the first thing to say is, well, we want to be diversified. We want to have a, a mixture of different funds. So when I look at the majority of our employees' funds when they pick, surprisingly, when we're talking about target date funds, they have two or three different target date funds. They may have a 2035, a 2045, and a 2055. Well, they're trying to be diversified, right, Mike? Right, and they're diversified. I said, 
help me understand why you have three different funds and they want to be diversified. So I go into and explain how the target date funds work. As you um, alluded to earlier, usually it's a one fund managed by the fund manager and it is already diversified. And I told him you're really only you're owning all the same asset classes, but just in different dimensions. And the purpose of the target date funds is really you only need to own one target date fund that's closest to your age. And most people never really understand that we should be owning one. So we teach them and we ha- we help them reallocate. Well, yeah, it's funny because the, the, even the topic of diversification, which is a topic for another podcast, is huge. Um, people a lot of times just think if they own a bunch of stuff, it's diversification. Um, but like to your point, the target date fund itself, typically there's a series of target date funds, right? So, you know, if you have in your 401k plan at work, the Vanguard target date fund series or the American fund target date fund series or whatever, um, inside the funds, they actually own all the same stuff, right? It's basically just in different proportions. Yep. And sometimes individuals don't really understand that. So we'll go a little bit deeper dive and I'd say, well, imagine you're peeling an onion. And when you open an onion, there's different layers. So we'll go and we'll look at the fund itself. We'll open up the target date fund and I'll show them, for example, if it's a Vanguard fund that they own eight, 10, maybe 12 different individual Vanguard funds, but wrapped nice and neat for the employee to pick one fund so they don't have to go about picking the individual funds on their own. It's, as you said it earlier, to set it and they forget it and they don't have to worry about it and it works well for them. And it doesn't even just stay the same forever. You know, a lot of people um, start to believe that if, you know, they get in the 2045 fund and it's, you know, maybe 70% stock funds and 30% bond funds right now, that it's going to stay that way. But that's not the case, right? Correct. So the way it works is the longer time frame you have to age 65, there's going to be more stock funds in there and less bonds because you want to have time on your side to appreciate, um, to realize the appreciation of the stocks over time. But as you get closer, usually within five-year increments, each year automatically, which is the beauty of the target date funds, they will start to reallocate selling off some of the stock funds and go more into the bond funds. So they're taking the wins supposedly off the table and they're moving to more safer vehicle so that over time, all the assets that have appreciated, you're starting to conserve it as you go into retirement. So it again, simplifies your process and it's a set it and forget it. And as you get closer to retirement, you get a little more conservative every couple of years. I know when I would meet with participants in some of our plans, one of the questions that would come up a lot was, when when should I get rid of the target date fund? Or when should I start? You Like you said, there's usually yep. also a menu of individual funds that people can pick from aside from the target date funds. And you know that was always a tricky question because uh, the, the right answer is you almost never. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a – we usually put together target portfolios uh, for our plans where we'll build – fund menus or fund models out of the, the funds available. Um, but other than that, if you're not comfortable with doing that on your own or and you don't have uh, models available from an advisor like us, um, it can very be, it can be challenging to pick your own allocation. And, and it's always good to remember that the target date funds are built by a professional to be diversified. Yep. Um, you know, when we get that question and I always ask them, what has changed now? in your situation that you feel that you need to change from a target date fund or add individual funds. 
And most of the time, the answer is, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I should be doing something different. And always, when you feel that you have to be doing something different, there should be a good reason why. So I'll ask them, is, has this target date fund been working for you? And they look at the performance or they look at the simplicity and say, yeah, it's been working fine. I say, well, then if it's been working for you for the past 10 or 15 years, it probably will continue to work for you going up to and then through and into retirement. Yep. And, and with everything, you know, it's, they're not perfect. You know, they're definitely a lot better than what people used to do, which was just randomly choose, right? Uh, they would pick whatever did very good the last two or three years, uh, which is not a good way to invest your money long term. Um, but, you know, there definitely have some some things that are not perfect with them. You know, and one of the things that I've seen is that, you know, sometimes if you're a very aggressive investor and you feel comfortable taking a lot of risk and being very invested in stocks and you're 60 years old and you're in the Vanguard 2025 fund, because as far as your plan's concerned, you're retiring in five years. Um, that fund is going to be, by its nature, very conservative because it's only five years out from its kind of completion date. And so a lot of times I've found that, you know, in that kind of scenario, it makes sense to either go longer out on the target date. So even though you're 60 and you're going to be 65 in 2025, maybe you do the 2040 fund or you do the 2045 fund, or maybe that's when you think about building a mix of something on your own that's more based on your risk tolerance and not just the timeline. Correct. Yeah, that's we find that out a lot when I speak to employees of uh, in our plans. They may be 30 years old and their target date fund is more aggressive and it may be a 2045 fund or 2055 fund, something long term. But na by nature, they're very conservative. And so we will go through another step in the analysis when we're talking to the employees and we want to understand what their risk really is and we put them through a risk tolerance questionnaire sometimes we'll have an older individual closer to retirement go further out in their date because they want to be more aggressive and conversely we may go the other way a younger individual we may go a little more closer to the date because they want to be more conservative so we can manage their risk according to the target date also based on the individual's risk tolerance and that's a great point, too, is just uh, investor behavior in general, right? Mm -hmm. And participant behavior in general, uh, because there's always kind of this old adage that, you know, if you got to the point where you're picking what you should invest in, but you've already decided to save and you've already maybe been saving 55 or 10% of your, your income, you've already won. Uh, it's almost like it doesn't matter what you invest in as long as you're saving, uh, especially in your early years of your career when you, the money that the amount that your account's growing is so much more due to what you're putting in than anything that the investments do. Uh, so this you know, is your take fact it, that you're saving. Yeah, exactly. Take a grain. Take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Uh, that you know, really, the important thing is that you save and that you stay disciplined long term. Whether you're in a target date fund or you're in a mix of funds based on your risk tolerance, like you were talking about, you got to stay disciplined long term. You have to pick something that you're comfortable with when times get tough, when times are great, that you can just stick with. Uh, and a lot of these programs have automatic rebounds, which means if you have that that group of funds that you built on your own, not a target date fund, it'll rebalance between them, which is great. Uh, and then target date funds are rebalancing on your behalf all the time. So, you know, it's important to stay disciplined and stick with what you chose uh, over the long term. Yep. Saving should be easy. Saving for retirement, really. You, you pick them out that you're comfortable with. Make sure that you're saving. Even if your employer may not be matching in your 401k, the importance is your own self-discipline because you're the only one that you could be and should be relying on for retirement. So pick an amount that you're comfortable with saving percentage-wise. Pick a date. If it's as simple as a target date fund, stick with it. Increase it a little bit as you get your raises every year and you're on your way to a successful retirement. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the DollarWise Podcast. At HFM Investment Advisors, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at www.hfmadvisors.com. The spoken advice in this podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, an independent registered investment advisor. Please note, registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. There is no guarantee that any strategy will be successful.